Welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. Happy Inauguration Day. It's a big moment for the country. The changing of the guard, a peaceful transfer of power, another reassuring display of the awesome pageantry of constitutional government. There were solemn speeches today, sworn oaths, belted anthems, all echoing against the backdrop of 26,000 smartly attired federal troops who were guarding our capital city from unseen threats. It was quite a display. It was all a lot to take, really. So like many of you, we flipped on the tube to see what it meant. And here's what we learned. Uh, Joe Biden respects government. He respects people who disagree with him. He listens to them. I think that... Joe Biden is going to train us to see the world differently. He plans to usher in a new era of hope and the action he's promising the minute he takes office. We've gone from indecency to decency. He filled that empathy void. There was not one part of that that wasn't just medicine in the world. Those lights that are that are just shooting out from the Lincoln Memorial uh, along the reflecting pool, it, I look, it's like almost... Extensions of Joe Biden's arms embracing America. It was a moment where the new president came to town. Yo, 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 Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast. I was trying to do this episode earlier, but I didn't like how it went. Maybe I was a little too negative, and I want to do something positive. For the inauguration of Joe Biden. Wait, oh, 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 wait. I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> Joe Biden and the inauguration were really this is my response to the network media who reacted, those who filmed it, those who gave their input, including. Tucker. Mr. Tucker. Um, of course, we're talking about Fox News. And I've always said to myself, you know, these parties and these and these um, and these sort of networks that have their representatives of Republicans and Democrats, they're all the same. All right. And as you heard in the beginning, the um, dick sucking of a lot of these mainstream media folks, a lot of folks on CNN, who are ushering in the Biden era, and they're saying, you know, this guy is going to change everything. You guys heard it. Gassing this guy up to the gills. I mean, really gassing this guy up. And it's like, Jesus. Well, here we go. Most people, we're not losing sleep. We just are really preparing ourselves for what's to come. And I don't know if a lot of people are ready. I don't know if a lot of people are prepared for what is to come. But it is what it is, ready or not, type of shit. So the Biden-Harris administration begins. The dick-sucking of Biden from also Fox. You know, Carl Tucker is one of those guys who are the quote-unquote outspoken ones. 
along with Hannity, a lot of people would say on the Fox News media. But they're one and the same. And what's funny to me is, you know, a lot of people will call these guys traitors after the election, during the election day. Seemed a little biased. You know, they seem to be a little more on the side of Biden getting into office, so that's why they were so quick to announce certain states. And if it wasn't for that aspect, they probably wouldn't have given away the corruption surrounding it. I think a lot of mainstream media is involved in that. And although I tell people, hey, going forward, I may not talk about politics anymore. Fuck that shit. I think now will be the best time for me to talk about it. And I'm not even joking. Like, yeah, cool. Trump didn't get reelected. All right. Life goes on. But maybe there's more of an entertainment factor in somebody like Biden and Kamala Harris in the office. I mean, because let's be real. A lot of us don't think that much is going to be done under this president. And see, this reminds me of like the school kids who are really just greedy, spoiled. It's like the spoiled school kids who finally get what they want so they can talk about you know, the evil man, they said something similar to where Trump is finally gone and we finally have a new president, we can start all over. And what are y'all going to start over with? See, this is the question that I have for a lot of these core responders, core respondents on the left. Like, what, what's, what's happening? And, and with these guys on the right, which we know these guys are phony, these guys are like elitist in a lot of ways, they go along with the narrative. If the narrative is to put Biden on a pedestal, they're going to do so. doesn't matter if they're conservative or Republicans. These are, (laughs) this is mainstream media, baby. It's one big network that involves multiple networks, ABC, NBC, CNN, Fox, for a lot of you conservative morons out there. Because there's a lot of conservative dummies. There's a lot of conservative dummies that feel that Fox is high and mighty. They talk about real topics all the time. Yeah, when they choose to. Yeah, these are the guys that pop up and slander Black Lives Matter. They slander Antifa once in a while. But they're still down with the program. You understand? Fox is not a radical network, people. All right? And this goes out to Democrats, too. Don't demonize or don't don't look at Fox as something much different than your usual CNN news media. It's the same coverage. Now, are the opinions different? Sure. The opinions at the end of the day are the same. Now, on paper, you say, oh, well, these guys oppose one another. Come on. When you begin to look at news media in the same way as you look at celebrities, it's not a big deal. It's like 
two rival football teams. Do these guys beat the shit out of each other off of the field? Probably not. They probably hang out. Because they're in the same field. You understand? It's not as direct as you may think. Like, oh, okay. Trump did a couple interviews with Fox, so Fox must be the network for Trump. Not true. They pose as that because Trump is in was in good favor, or Trump was in favor in general. Whether people liked it or not, he was that guy. And we're seeing the transaction with, with uh, Joe Biden. Now, people like me, I'm not a fan of Biden, but I'm not going to lose sleep over this nigga in office. But really, the pageantry of this inauguration this year with Biden, it really reminded me of, like, for a lot of you guys who grew up watching wrestling, it reminded me of a wrestling promo. Like, this is the guy who's going to change everything. He got rid of the the antagonist known as Trump. And this guy is going to usher in a new age. Now, I do believe that. Okay? Don't get my words misconstrued. Of course, I'm being a little facetious. But what I mean is... When you got somebody who's the polar opposite of Trump... And Biden and Trump have little to nothing in common. Okay? So you have a person... It's the same with Obama... Alright, Obama, 2008 to 2016, eight-year term. The world felt at that point that there needed to be a change. Not the Obama change, but actual change. Another character, another person from another point of view. And that's where Trump came in. The same way that Biden came in. Now, is there corruption involved? Of course there is. We're talking about politics, people. The only thing that shocks people today is how the election took place. When did it take place? Then, when did the votes all come together to call the winner? And the entire week of, for a lot of conservatives, anxiety. Because a lot of conservatives believe that it's going to be the end of the fucking world, as we know, with Biden in office. Do I feel that way? Not necessarily. I do think a lot of things that people actually uh, were able to take advantage of under Trump, the opportunities and shit, we'll start to see those things uh, be redone a bit. Or if not, if it's going the way that I think it's going to go, you know, this guy may you know, run, run the court with another playbook, you know, and the wall shit is already being thrown away, uh, what else did he throw away, um, got rid of the wall proposition, I mean, there's a lot more to come, and the people like me who understand politics enough to speak on it I'm not aligned 
with a party, per se, although constitutionally, I would side with Republicans, but Republicans ain't shitty, you know what I'm saying, and Trump was just one of a kind when it came to quote-unquote Republicans, which is why a lot of people voted for him, and contrary to what people may think, there are a lot of people who are traditionally Republican, or no, there was a lot of people who were traditionally Democrats or liberals who decided to give Trump a shot. I know for a fact there's a lot of, there's a large percentages of Democrats who said, ah, I think I'm going to go with Trump. Now, they didn't go for him 2016, but they were willing to do so 2020 because they seen the opposition. And the opposition is now in effect. So, politically speaking, as I tried to convey earlier, but like I said, I didn't like how it came off. Um, those who aren't political aren't really in the know, or they don't really care to be in the know. There's some people who are in that category, they do it, or they're like that for two reasons. Number one, they have a general understanding of politics. They know that it's not really about the party, it's about the person, but even that person is going to follow the guidelines of that party. And to be honest, Trump was not one of those people. He was a guy who who ran or who led the country by his means and by the things he felt that was necessary. Got rid of a lot of things that in this country that he felt that was not necessary. And a lot of those things I agree. That doesn't mean I have a big-ass poster of Donald Trump in my fucking room. This doesn't mean I have a MAGA hat on. This doesn't mean any of those things. And when you're black and you get a little bit more political, people get a misconception that you are uh, just following the narrative. But how could I be somebody following the narrative when I'm completely against it? I'm completely opposite of the narrative. I don't subscribe to the belief system that Obama had and the belief system that Biden has to make the country better. And how can you promise to make a country better when we still have a particular situation that we've been dealing with for almost a year now? Now, here's where things get a little strange in my opinion. This could be a Twilight Zone Thursday. Because if you think about this, right? Okay, Trump's in office. March comes. The virus hits. Everybody points the finger at Trump. Oh, it's your fault that this happened. How? You are um, racist. You are xenophobic for bringing travel bans to the country, preventing other people from coming here, preventing people from leaving. That's racist. Okay, cool. Biden era begins. Was it yesterday, I believe? The inauguration? And all of a sudden, between right now, as I speak, and about two days ago, the news has been saying that the cases have gone down. Hmm. The news is saying that the deaths have gone down the past week and some change. Hmm. In perfect timing that Trump is now leaving office. Now, now, 
Ride with me on this one. Roll with me. You're going to understand what I'm talking about. So with the transition of Trump leaving office, all of a sudden, everything is coming back. Yeah. Talks about the virus are becoming smaller and smaller because they're able to bring in the vaccine talk. They use vaccine as a weapon of propaganda as well to still keep people in that state of fear. And if you are constantly in a state of fear, then you are in, you are being controlled. And while this thing was happening, a lot of people say Trump wasn't as responsible with dealing with the virus. And it makes sense. I'm going to tell you why. Because he ended up getting the coronavirus. But here's the thing. Here's the kicker. When you have a leader who is trying to keep things together, right? When you have a leader who is just trying to get through a tough scenario, the people who are the antagonizing, the opposition, they're throwing stones left and right. And at the very least, I'm okay with the results because at least they'll stop talking about Trump. Now, don't get it twisted. This happens with every president. Mark my word. Whether it was Obama taking Bush's position, Trump taking Obama's position, and now Biden taking Trump's. The blame will always be on the past president. So let's just say right now, to go against the narrative that a lot of these networks are telling you, coronavirus, let's just say, God forbid, shoots up. It becomes extremely dangerous, right? Even though Biden is in office and Biden has the control now of what to do, he now has the corona task force out of the hands of Michael Pence. I believe Kamala Harris will be taken over in that category. I'm not 100% sure. Will the blame go to them? That's the question. And if you're looking at mainstream media, and if you're actually paying attention to the narrative of mainstream media, the answer will probably be no. Because, yeah, sometimes the media admits disinformation. Sometimes. Not all the time. Only when it's pointed out on a large scale. I made this example before, but I'll make it again. So, in the beginning of everything that's taken place with the coronavirus last year, around March, beginning of April, there was um, a video that ABC News had displayed of a hospital that was apparently in New York City. And this hospital had lines of uh, hospital beds and people laying there and being treated and it looked terrible. But then, after two days, someone had pointed out and said, no, that's from Italy. That's a hospital in Italy that you guys are using to display as New York. So the fear tactics began there. They didn't point this out, by the way, and say that, hey, this is from Italy, we apologize. Why would they? Be prepared for whatever happens. And I'm not telling people to be in fear. Just be aware. 
be cautious. You know, a lot of these people now, they're going to be celebrating. Why be upset as a conservative or as a quote-unquote Republican? Be upset that the opposing team wins and be a dickhead and be a hater. Not worth it. I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it. I'm going to make fun of every opportunity that I have when this nigga slips up, which he's going to. He's going to slip up. And, you know, he has those. And this will be one of those type of presidents. And I'm guaranteeing you, if you remember Obama, Obama would have speeches just in front of a camera. It would just be him in the hallway of the White House. He says his piece and that's it. I think Biden is going to do the exact same thing. I think Biden is going to involve very little press in a lot of his speeches because if he fucks up, they'll be able to, hey, let's edit this, take this out. All right, now you say this. Trump shit was on the fly. You understand? I don't think Biden is sharp enough to really keep up with Trump when it comes to um, really conveying a message and really making a point. Don't think it's possible. Kamala Harris, on the other hand, she will be sort of the hidden boss, or she would be the real boss who plays as the underboss. She will become the brains of the operation. And am I saying that Kamala Harris is that smart and that intelligent? No, not really. She's a little bit more sharper than Biden. So I think this administration is really going to take advantage of the talking points of Kamala Harris. They're going to minimize a lot of the drama and a lot of the corruption within Biden, the family, so on and so forth. And he'll be like a... I like the terminology that uh, Anthony Cumia made with Compound Media. He's pretty much the shadow president. For namesake, yes, he's the president. Will he really be the guy to put things into action? I highly doubt it. But a lot of these people who hated the opposition so bad, they hated Trump so bad that they were just willing to take whatever opportunity that they had to get rid of him. Biden wasn't necessarily the perfect guy for that, but it worked. I don't necessarily think that things would have been better if there were a younger candidate, but we're going to see the transition of Democrats with this progressive semi-communist method to handling issues. They didn't really... And in the beginning, as you guys know, they didn't really say much about the rioting taking place. In fact, a lot of these Democrats would, would pretty much cover up for the people rioting and say that they're peacefully protesting. I don't know if it was NBC. I think it was NBC. And I'm not sure. Maybe this was New York. Maybe this was Philadelphia. Kind of confused because there's been a lot. There was a lot of bullshit, a lot of fuckery that took place last year. This guy... This news guy, he's on the scene. He's talking about, yeah, everything out here isn't as bad as people say it is. It's mostly a peaceful protest. And behind him, 
there's a building on fire, okay? This is what the media has turned everyday people into. The the child that wants things his way or the child that wants things her way. And when they don't get things their way, they cry, boo-hoo, they complain. And then when they finally get what they have wanted, which is Trump out of office by any means, it could have been Elizabeth, it could have been um, Elizabeth Warner. It could have been Kamala Harris herself as president. It could have been Bernie Sanders as president, even though that's never going to happen. People would have took whatever they could. And since it's Biden, fuck it, they took it. And now they go on media. They talk about, you know, this guy is going to be the change. It's a very powerful moment in history very powerful moment for America let's see the results let's not talk about what could happen let's talk about what's going to happen and see that's another thing that pisses a lot of people off when I talk about Trump because I'm not talking about Trump as a fan I'm talking about Trump as just a person who's for the at the very least moderately right wing moderately right the things that Trump said that he was going to do, out of all the things that Trump said that he was going to do, I said he did over 70% of that. A lot of these things that he said he was going to do actually benefited the people. But a lot of people are too stuck in their ways to acknowledge that. And because you're not willing to acknowledge it, you sound immature. You sound foolish. You sound dumb. Okay. I'm no rocket science when it comes to politics. I just understand the game of politicians and how politicians play, especially within these political parties. All right. And the problem with conservatives, I'm going to be honest, in politics, the real problem with conservatives is that they follow the rules. Look, I'm going to be honest. The problem with conservatives, me as a person with conservative views, I don't have a shirt that says conservative on it, but I have the views. The problem with conservatives is they follow the rules. While a lot of liberals in talking points and within stories and narratives, they can switch it up like that. They can say something entirely different a week ago. And then very smoothly say, oh, we never said that. That wasn't us. We believe in this. We believe in that. Black Lives Matter. Oh, well, you know. That's an organization. That's that's not violent people. They're not, they're not people committing crimes. They're not people who are setting buildings on fire. But then when it happens, they can say, we don't approve this. We don't approve what's been taking place in communities. We believe in peaceful protesting. Going back to that narrative of everything is mostly peaceful. This election also gives me the impression that maybe our country is not as united as we may think, which is obvious. But And no, it's not because of two parties. It's not because of multiple races and religions. It's because of the people who cannot accept other 
different races, other different religions, other different political parties than the ones that they are affiliated or aligned to. And we're only talking about the people who follow these political figures. These political beings are one and the same. These guys are buddy-buddy in a lot of cases. You know, it's like being a child. And, you know, me being a fan of professional wrestling, or used to be a fan of professional wrestling. You have the characters and... Sometimes these characters belong in a faction. They belong in a uh, a group, right? Um, an alliance, right? They belong in a stable. And sometimes you have the lone wolves. Sometimes you have the guys who don't who don't trust anybody, and the guy who's trying to get through at any means necessary. And I feel that that's the difference between Trump as a quote-unquote politician and other traditional politicians. There's a lot of reasons why I can talk about why Biden won. But if I say that, then I would probably be ridiculed and called names because a lot of people say that he didn't win. A lot of people say that, you know, the election's a little bit iffy. And I respect that, and I agree. But let's talk about why Trump lost, why Trump had to lose in order for Biden to come in. Number one, Trump came in and really mixed things up as a president. He came in and he mixed things up, but in a good way. The peace treaty in the Middle East, I don't think that's going to last long, unfortunately. Um, you know, the relationship with North Korea, the relationship with Putin and Russia. No wars. Okay? No wars. A lot of propaganda. A lot of words about Iran wanting to start World War III. And this happens every four years. I don't think people really understand the political scene. They need something to frighten people about the current president to get him out of the office. And it worked. They used a lot of things. Now, in the beginning, their tactics were shitty and very easy to point out, very uh, predictable. When Trump won 2016, I was not a supporter of Trump. I was damn sure not a supporter of Hillary. And even now, to be honest with you, I would have rather gave, if I could go back and vote, actually, because I didn't vote 2016, I would have voted for Trump compared to a Hillary Clinton. But when you have somebody who's a lone wolf, a moneymaker, a guy that's been in the entertainment business, he's known as a celebrity, of course politicians are going to hate this guy. So regardless of what he did that was positive, they can't acknowledge that because it would go against their whole narrative. Like, if I was a person that said, and I'm not this person, but I'm just using this as an example. If I was a person that said the uh, the armed forces, the army, the navy, you know, the military is 
a bad group of people. But I come to find out that these individuals are actually good people. These people serve the country. These people sacrifice themselves for our liberties as U.S. citizens. I'm probably at the very least going to stop talking bad about the military. I'm not going to keep going and ignore the fact that they're doing good just because I dislike a person. Politics is a very dirty game because if you pay attention to what's going on behind the scenes, it's close to an act. It's like wrestling. You know, when Bush left office and Obama came in, people wanted Obama to fail because they were so aligned to the Republican Party. Now, guess what? I don't like Bush in the same way that I don't like Obama. This isn't really about a political alliance. This is about the person who's running the country, their motives, what they want done, and if they can do it. It is up to the American people, whoever they choose to elect or whoever they choose to vote for, that they keep in mind that this person will be running for the next four to eight years. I believe that Biden is capable of four years. I mean, Biden is capable of eight years, technically. But I think what's going to happen is I don't think Trump is going to run 2024. And if he runs 2024, I don't think he's getting elected because people understand or people realize what Trump has done. He's shooking things up. And a lot of people did not like that. Even if even if a lot of things positive happened under him, they're not going to acknowledge it. They didn't like it. And they felt, I think by the end of 2018, my estimate, they began coming up with a master plan. Like, how can we get rid of this guy? Right? You remember the impeachment thing that didn't work out. And even at the very end, <laughs> they were still trying to impeach this guy. This nigga had less than a week left in office. They were like, no, he has to leave now. They had a nerve to say, we need to lock him up. Okay, for what? Hillary's not going to get locked up. Biden's not going to be investigated. Pelosi is not going to be investigated. Cuomo's not going to be investigated. Um, what's this jackass name in, um, in fuck it? Jersey, I forgot his name. You know the guy with the fucked up teeth? You're not going to investigate him either? And it shows you, like, the lessons in politics. You can study politics by just looking at your past presidents and seeing what they stood for and seeing what they believe and then seeing the reaction of the people. Oh, man, I had to finishes Dr. Pepper. I'm on what you would call a micro diet. And my micro diet would consist of not eating large portions of solid foods during the workplace. So I would be drinking water. I would have one or two sodas throughout the day. Um, one or two Red Bulls as well, just to keep me moving. And then I would either eat like gummy snacks, something that isn't too fatty. 
And then at the end of the night, when I get home, then I eat a solid meal. And before I go to work, I try to eat a solid meal. So I try to eliminate lunch. A lot of people would eliminate breakfast and have lunch and dinner. I am actually eliminating lunch. So I'll try to eat something in the mornings. Not enough to where I'm just stuffed and fucking tired. But enough to be energized. And I look at it as by the time I get to work, I'll be burning what I've ate without putting too much in in return. And it's almost like information. You don't want to be too much involved in just information of everything. Like, oh, I'm going to check this network out. Check this network out. You'll get mixed up and confused. So you take take things in small portions. Like, all right, I'm going to talk about a little relationships on this podcast. I may go political. Now, the people who are used to my relationship discussions and talking about dating and talking about a lot of the activities and the groups within the manosphere they'll be puzzled like why is he talking about politics number one because I fucking can't talk about politics alright don't try to box me as a one trick pony I talk about a lot of things on this podcast I feel when I talk about politics is a lot more important than relationships but relationships and the decline of dating is still um, relevant in my mind when it comes to every day. Politics is something a lot of people cannot digest because they don't understand that the world and the country that we're living in now is affected by politics, whether you see it as good or bad. I've always been moderate, meaning I'm not just a dummy who's just going to say, oh, well, you know, the politicians, they don't matter. Of course they matter. These people have influences. Um, They have status, right? And in a lot of cases, they call the shots. Let's be honest. So you can be a guy, and I have friends like this who are not political. They're apolitical. But they can still have a we can still have a discussion about it and maybe I can tell them something that they didn't know or tell them something that might even get them more interested in the topics but I made this point before when I started this podcast when you make a transition in life you can be that guy and this is like life in general like if you're a guy who grew up in the streets you grew up in the streets not necessarily meaning that you necessarily got your hands dirty or you did things illegal but you grew up in the street environment right and in the street environment you stayed to yourself or you had a couple people you hung out with you didn't get involved in much bullshit you didn't really participate in a lot of gossip and drama and you stayed to yourself And you finally decide, all right, it's time to make a transition. It's time to really go to the next step. Whatever that next step may be for you. The people who surround you will be the people who will criticize you. The people who will judge you. The people who will talk about you. They'll say, hey, 
he thinks he's better than everybody now. We don't see him outside anymore. Ever since he got the job, or ever since he got this career, ever since he's been going to school, he hasn't been out on the block. And people, a lot of people don't understand that idea of progression. You don't want to stay comfortable in one position unless that position involves your accomplishments it involves a level of progress that you've made and you can actually literally sit back and chill I'm not at that point yet but I'm pretty close and I made it that way for myself just so that the things that I get in life the things that I work hard for the things that I purchase it's me purchasing it It's not sitting around. It's not asking for handouts. It's not asking that, you know, people support this, people support that. Because look, I can have a friend, right, who's running a small business. And it may be a clothing line. You know, it may be some sort of repairs. I may not need the services of this guy, but if we're friends... Of course, I'm going to be the one to try to push that out to other people because that's a friend. And I know that this friend is trying to get himself off the ground and really trying to do things organically and in his own terms, which if you look at our country, that is the American dream. Why do you think people call Trump the American dream for? Well, I'll tell you why. This was a guy who was fortunate enough to get a million dollar loan from his father and turned that million dollar loan into uh, large corporations and, and businesses that he was able to prosper from. And he was known throughout New York City, he was known throughout the late 80s and 90s as being a heavy hitter when it came to business, when it came to ownership. The sort of rags to riches idea, not saying that this guy was necessarily living in poverty, But we want to reach that point where we're in control of what we're doing and we're in control of making money and how we're making money. And for people, even with just a small podcast like this, to some people it's just me talking shit, but they're not really listening. And even if they did listen and they listen to the facts that I drop, they're not going to be able to accept it because they're not willing to accept it from me. Now, if you get somebody who they know, someone that they communicate with, they hang out with 24-7, and they start talking this information, then they might listen. Will they necessarily pay attention in the long run? Probably still not. We're in, like, the twilight zone, my nigga. Like, this, this is the twilight zone because things that we would never expect to happen, happen. And the effects are still felt today. I had to like unsubscribe from a lot of conservative channels that I've been subscribed to on YouTube because they're like boo-hooing and crying like, oh man, this country's going down the drain. I can't believe people would elect Joe Biden. I can't believe people would vote for Joe Biden. How? (laughs) Like, how do you like? Do people really think, and I wasn't the type of person to say this, but either or who won, who loses, it wouldn't be by a landslide. These two people have divided the country. Now, it's not their responsibility, 
That's just how the country and the structure of this country works. When you have two opposing sides, and you have the people who take part of picking who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, a lot of narratives get flipped. Trump becomes Satan, and Biden becomes baby Jesus. That's where, that's where we're at today. Biden has became the born-again baby Jesus here to save all of us from the havoc and hell that the Trump administration had brought into this country. And we must we must welcome this, right? <laughs> and if you don't, then guess what? You're not an American. You're against our president. You're not an American. You're against our president. You should leave. Doesn't that sound familiar? And I'm guaranteeing something that coming up two, three months down the line where the conservative crybabies are still complaining and sobbing over their Lord and Savior Trump. See, I don't pedestalize a soul. I looked at Trump for what he produced. I looked at Trump for what he brought to the table and not necessarily him as a person. Now, he has savage moments and even if you're not a fan, even if you hate Donald Trump, if you look at his savage moments, it is gold. This shit is fucking phenomenal. We're talking six to seven parts of 15 to 20 minute clips of Trump going the fuck off. And people would ask you, well, I can't believe why would people vote for Donald Trump? Look at the videos. Trump, savage moments. Look him up. He had savage moments in like 2018. And this was like one of the times where I was making that transition on a political level to a more conservative view, to more, I guess, right wing. And it was the end of 2018 or around September, close to the end of the year of 2018. And I actually checked out the debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. It took about 15 minutes of watching the highlights of that to go, oh shit, Trump might be a fucking problem. Like, (laughs) Trump might be a problem. And I don't think the mainstream media was ready A lot of these politicians, a.k.a. most of these politicians, were not ready for those results. And seeing him be successful and be able to laugh at these niggas on the left was entertaining for me. And it made me more of a conservative person. I don't give a fuck necessarily about a Democrat or a Republican. But the one thing that I tell you for a fact that I do not give a shit about are Democrats. Nothing personal, no disrespect. I just happen to know my history. You niggas may not know the history of the Democratic Party, a.k.a. the Dixiecrats, a.k.a. Civil War history, a.k.a. the people who were involved with constructing and creating the Ku Klux Klan, the people that opposed freedom, for the slaves, aka our ancestors in this country. All of a sudden, recently, everybody 
has just been forgetting about history. And history is being rewritten. Why do you think... And see, this is the guilty, white guilt conscious of Democrats. Their white guilt hits the extent of Democratic Southern uh, Southern generals and Southern Civil War Confederate statues. They want to get rid of those, right? We're going to get rid of this. We're going to get this out of our history books. Because you are in a party that's responsible for that. Now, Republican white guilt doesn't exist. Now, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to be blunt. White Republicans don't, it's not that they don't give a shit about black people, it's just they feel that black people are capable of doing shit themselves. That's the truth. The reason why Republicans have gotten such a bad rap in the black community is because they don't look at blacks as victims. Now ain't that something? That's the irony of politics. Black people want, in a lot of cases, to be victims when it comes to politics. They feel that by being a victim, they get all these benefits, but they really don't. They just get looked at as lesser people compared to white and everybody else. But black conservatives or blacks on the right, we know about the victimhood mentality and we don't want to participate in it. Even if I was a victim of something, I don't want to boohoo and cry about it just to get attention. I either want justice or I need some fucking ends being me. I need some greenbacks. This ain't about fucking, um, uh, uh, what's that fucking word? Reparations. Nah. You silly niggas. Let me tell y'all something, man, before I end this. I had to get ready to clock out and go on my second break anyway. If you niggas think that you guys are going to get reparations because of Biden in office, you guys are fucking brain dead. And you guys don't belong in these discussions of politics because you guys won't be able to register anything that I'm saying. And see, that's the double-edged sword when it comes to talking politics. Because, yeah, I got a good amount of people who listen to me. Previously in the past, I had a lot of people who listened to me, especially for somebody who didn't have any affiliations to any groups or networks. I had over a hundred people following my old uh, page and I would get political and I would always pay attention to the views and the analytics of who's viewing, who's checking it out, who likes it, who doesn't. And when politician, when politics come, there's still people who listen, but are mostly whites. If I talk about hip hop, something of entertainment and everybody generally listens to it. If I talk about street-related things, of course, more black people or urban people in that environment listen to it. And I paid attention to these categories too much to where I stopped talking about the shit that I wanted to talk about because fear that other people would stop listening. But that's life. That's life. Why would I be that guy who sits back and goes, oh, I wonder what everybody else is talking about. Let me get in on this. Or... What do you guys want me to talk about? In the future, I will do that. Because I used to do that in the past. And I found it to be... Not fun. But I found it to be interesting to see what people want me to talk about. And what's on other people's minds. And 
a lot of people who have these thoughts and these opinions don't have the balls or really don't have the skill to illustrate that without being an asshole. That's my problem. I'm usually an asshole when I talk about this shit. I am your black deplorable. I am the quote-unquote coon that these niggas would want to call me, but these are the niggas that's really shucking and fucking jiving. These are the niggas that's really doing the Popeye uh, fried chicken beatdowns and all this other bullshit and madness. I'm just a nigga with his own thoughts in mind. I'm a nigga with his own goals in mind. I eat, People say, oh, you shouldn't use that word. Nigga, get the fuck out of my face. See what I mean? I'm not fucking Brian Gumble. I'm not these um, news anchors. Although I talk about a lot of things going on, but I have my way of doing it. Okay? When I want to be professional, I will be. And a lot of people will go, well, you're talking about politics and you should have, you know, you should be able to talk about these things without cursing and be able to, you know, illustrate what you're talking about in a a mellow voice. Fuck y'all. Watch Fox, watch CNN, watch lamestream media and get your information. You know what I mean? What I talk about is raw. What I talk about is real. And I'm pretty direct when it comes to politics, even though when it comes to particular politicians, I happen to be in the middle. Does that mean I like Joe Biden? No. Does that mean I hate Donald Trump? No. I just don't worship Donald J. Trump. And I'm not really demonizing Joe Biden. I just don't like the nigga. That's all. And don't get me started with the Kamala Harris, bitch. And you know how mainstream media or how social media does it. When you post something about Joe Biden or you post something about Donald Trump, they give you a, a reminder that uh, Joe Biden is the 46th president of the United States. Kamala Harris is the, you know, first black and South Indian, whatever, nigga. I don't give a shit about none of that. I'm not impressed because somebody who's black has reached that level. I'm not fucking born and I didn't grow up in the 60s. I know that we are capable of doing these type of things. I know that we are capable of being successful. I'm not going to vote for somebody because they're black. I'm not. I've done that before with Obama. I'm not going to do it again. So, you know, I just wanted to do a brief video, even though it's been close to an hour. I didn't want to go to an hour, but I said, fuck it. I got a little bit of things to get off my chest, especially dealing with this inauguration. But you niggas on the right need to cool the fuck down. You're making everybody look bad. You Trump supporting motherfuckers need to cool the fuck down. And this is coming from a Trump supporter. Now, I'm not a Trump worshiper. I don't have a shrine of this nigga on my wall, but I fuck with him. I thought I thought he was all right. You know what I mean? Forgive me, but I thought the nigga wasn't that fucking bad sorry compared to Joe fucking Biden ladies and gentlemen I don't think Trump is that fucking terrible person but you know we're gonna see what happens what goes forward in the future but this is Jersey Judah this has been another episode of the Red Pill Party Podcast I will make sure to share this one because it is close to 7 o'clock and I want you guys to check it out I want you guys to listen Maybe some feedback, maybe not. If you niggas want to talk shit and be reckless, 
then there's going to be consequences and repercussions, all right? I'm not one of these guys who allow trolls, the people who just talk shit and prevent me from doing what I can do. So for y'all people who choose to do that, you can kiss my fucking ass. I'm going to continue to talk my shit, all right? So, you know, peace, fish, and chicken grease, okay? Catch you guys on the flip side and all that other whoop de wop terminology that these edgy kids and boomers used in the past. I'm getting back, going on break, <sighs> and finishing off the day, man. I got less than four hours left, but I have to make a commute. I got to drive from where I'm at now, back well, to PA, then back home. So I have a busy night coming after work, but I'm trying to just get these uh, hours out of the fucking way so I can leave. So in the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah signing off. Peace.